Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Steve Jones Show on a Brewers Outlet Friday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve Jones will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We will be hearing from the King today for weekly sports trivia. Always looking forward to that. And we'll be hearing from... Some more Penn State football players today as well. And as we get ready for the weekend, we continue to play the waiting game as it goes, as it opposes to what happens with baseball and with the NBA and the NHL, as we've kind of talked about throughout the whole rest of the week. And so we'll have to, we'll have to see what happens as far as baseball goes. Looks like we'll be ready to go, but now some concerns about the health and safety protocols. I think we're just going to see that really anywhere at this point right now. You just will. I mean, the NBA came out today with 16 positive tests out of 302 players that were just tested. This is still going to happen. It's just how do you handle it once you get into these so-called bubbles? So we'll have to see how that is able to play out as we get set for the sports world to come back. So we want to hear from you today. 1-800-795-9565. 1-800-795-9565. Anything Penn State concerns you ha- you might have there as far as the season goes? Concerns about any of the major sports teams, get, or sports leagues rather, getting back underway? We definitely want to hear from you. Let's give us a call one eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. There you are, Steve Jones. He's taking it. He's taking all of next week off. <laughs> out of uh, he's out of here. Uh, I was supposed to take next week off. It was actually that was actually next week was supposed to be my vacation week. But somebody's got to go in here and throw the heavy innings. So, yeah, well, others go out and just frolic. That's all right. Yeah, you just do what you got to do. As I always tell everybody, make your own mistakes. All right, so um, 
My favorite. Right. And I am not talking out of turn here because when this happened, uh, we talked about it. The suit always takes his birthday off. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a special day. I said, I said okay. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he always took his birthday. I was always like, it was a holiday to him. I looked at, I buy, you know, obviously we all have a calendar. I've, I've scoured calendars. I can't find, I can't find the date being labeled. No? Bad? <laughs> to each his own, I guess. Uh, now we're going to have Scott Fransky on the show, by the way, on Tuesday. Looking forward to that. The NBA announced their testing today, you know, their initial testing, because there's going to be a lot of testing. And of the 302 players tested, 16 tested positive. Now let's go back to the NHL and what I said about the NHL the other day. The NHL tested actually over 200 players, but I rounded down because it's just easier to do the math. So I said, let's take 200 players. 11 tested positive, which is 5.5%. Now, the numbers act, the percentage is even lower than that for the simple reason that they actually tested more than 200. And I said, it's 5.5%. What's the national average? Five to five and a half percent. Well, the NBA tested today, announced their test results today. Okay. And when they did, it was 16 out of 302, which comes out to 5.3%. Baseball's going to test next week because they're going back. For training, you know, for spring training, they're going to test next week. So what you're going to have what what sixty players per team at least initially, sixty. So that's eighteen hundred. All right. So let's take eighteen hundred. So it's six times as many as the NBA tested. So you could have any upwards of. Well, let's see. What's six times sixty? Ninety-six. You could have a, you could have a hundred baseball players test positive next week, and it's going to be a blaring headline: one hundred baseball players test positive, and it still comes out to five point three percent. Hey, I'm just you trying to use some semblance of common sense here. I don't want anybody testing positive. Nobody. Nobody. But these test results are not out of the realm of what we're seeing in our society. Now, today here in Center County, we had one. So it's a third straight day with one. Matt, what was the story in the Valley today? Uh, we had six total, one in Union, one in Montour, four in Northumberland. Yeah. And here in Center County, third straight day with one. Which is good. That's good news. It's you know, Obviously, I don't want anybody to get it. 
And again, when you look at these, let's take the golf tournament. A player at the Travelers did have to withdraw after the opening round yesterday because he went to bed last night and suddenly had body aches, the whole deal. Well, he test, they tested him again this morning. He tested positive. All right? Now, that's a person that's symptomatic. Okay? That's where I become really concerned. Symptomatic. Right? All these other tests, the NBA guys, they what, 16 tested positive? They're all asymptomatic. And I don't think anybody really knows about, you know, I, what what asymptomatic means in terms of the ability to spread it. I don't think, you know, there are people that will, oh, I know what it means. No, you, you don't. <laughs> okay, you don't. And the, um, let's see, try to look at what our data says. Uh, I mean the state data. The state data is not is not bad. How about that? Uh, the state's done a good job, and that's because I think people in this state have really taken it seriously. Don't you think, Matt? When you when I've gone now, I was at Sheets. I was at a Sheets here in State College on Wednesday, and in fact, that's why I ran into Sean Spencer. So, which was great. I had a chance to, to really talk to him. All right. And it was the first time I was in sheets where I noticed that there were a third of the people not wearing masks. First time. Every other time I've been in there, every person has. I'd never seen anybody go go into anywhere I've gone without a mask. Anywhere. Until until Wednesday when I saw that. And I just think we have to... I mean, look, I'll be straight with you. Do I hate wearing the thing? Absolutely. I can't stand wearing that stupid thing. I can't stand it. Can't stand breathing in and out of it, the whole deal. Can't. But, do I wear it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Just because I wear it doesn't mean I love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, say, so same know. here. And you're right, Steve. For a, for a majority, I think majority of Pennsylvania has done the right thing and done a great job. That's why we've been one of the top three states without huge amount of resurgent cases like we're seeing in the South right now. But we have to keep it that way so when you just said there was a third of people in your sheets there that didn't wear masking we got to keep it going it. yeah, yeah so we, we got to keep that. it going don't get careless exactly all right don't get careless all right just you know, stay the course for the time being because we're allowed now to do more we're allowed more to have jobs open up and things like that we've got more going for us now so we just need to keep the momentum going in our state. I think sensing in Florida and in Texas in particular, I didn't, I did not think it was insignificant that they shut the bars down. All right. I thought that was interesting because you're in a lot of close proximity of bars. But that, that you know, I thought that was interesting. All right. Great to have you with us. Hey, King is on today. Uh, Matt is going on vacation next week. They're going to, I don't know, someplace called Guadalajara. I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> and by the way, it sounds like the Indy 500 is going to let fans in. 
Yes, I did see that. I believe it was 50% capacity. I'll have to double check that. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, when it comes to IndyCar, they've been used to racing without fans anyway. So, um... <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, oh, that's not funny. No, that's not funny. Uh, James Franklin was on uh, Golick and Wingo this morning on ESPN Radio. He was on for about 10 to 12 minutes. You know, and he did talk about how his family is going to be in Florida during the football season. Uh, they're going to uh, be homeschooled. But he also mentioned, and I did mention this the other day, but I didn't give you the exact number. Uh, but six players opted not to come back for the voluntary workouts. Remember back in April when I talked to James and I asked about this. I asked him about this. And I said to him, you know, I said, what about the thought of the entire roster not coming back? And he said, Steve, we could have as many as 10%. Well, six is far less than 10%. I have total and complete respect for anybody that is not comfortable returning someplace. Okay, complete. Uh, somebody asked me today about Malcolm Jenkins, you know, about football not being essential. Well, it depends on who you are. I mean, it, you know, it, it, as an essential business, you know, the sports all shut down in March, April, May, into June, you know, in, into June until the PGA Tour started again. So sports was labeled as a non-essential business. But what is essential in the big picture of American life versus what is essential to a person that works in it, right? I work for a non-essential business, but the business is essential to my well-being and and the business is essential to me paying my bills, <laughs> okay? So it depends on what your definition of, of, right? And if Malcolm Jenkins, who's concerned about his parents, doesn't want to play, he will get no criticism here, none, nor am I going to criticism to criticize Tom Brady for working out. He's allowed to. He's not breaking the law. I'm not going to criticize him for doing that. That's his choice. That's one thing that's that, you know we could tell. You know, there's been a lot of negativity about about uh, what this country is about the last you know few weeks. But let me tell you what it always has been great about this country. You've always been able to really do your own thing. You've been able to go out there and you've been able to make your own decisions. And if Malcolm Jenkins decides he's not comfortable playing, no criticism here, I completely understand it. Right? If Tom Brady wants to go out and work out because he's not breaking any rules, regulations, or laws, and he's comfortable doing it, go ahead. No difference. It's all comfort. I've talked about my class, for example. I've told them I want to teach my class in person. But if I have a couple of young people in my class that are not comfortable being in that classroom, they will have my complete support. I'll set up a Zoom. I'll set up my laptop right there while I'm doing the lecture in the class and have them be involved there because I want them. The most important thing is that they learn what's going on in the course and they don't miss anything in the course. But it's all about comfort level. Matt comes into work every day. I mean, Matt's sitting there at work every day and has been the entire time. So he's been comfortable enough to do it. Now, there may be a couple of other people that aren't comfortable enough to do it. 
you know, we kid about the we kid about the suit all the time, right? But we all know that you know. I mean, Kevin, unfortunately, I mean, went through some some heart issues uh, a couple of years ago. So if he's not comfortable coming to work and can do his job from home on a given day here and there, he's got our absolute and complete support, right? Which I mean, he that's did. what it's a yeah, right, but that's what it's about. You, you'll never get criticized for me. I mean, you know, other than the fact that it seemed like the operation ran smoother, but I mean, that's a different story. Uh, but, but, but you're never, I'm never going to criticize. If somebody opts out in this particular year, that's fine. If somebody opts in, that's fine. And like I said, baseball's going to come out next week with its testing. I would expect between 75 and 125 players tested next week will come out positive. Why? Because it's 5%. I mean, I'm not trying to downplay this in any way, shape, or form, but I'm trying to also apply a little bit of logic, too. 16 NBA players test positive. No offense, you didn't expect that? Well, it's 5.3%. 11 NHL players test positive. Guess what? At over 200, it's 5.2-5.3%. It's the same as everywhere almost. In fact, the percentage of positives actually, because there's been more testing, actually that number's gone down from like 7% down to 5. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Ah, uh, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And now, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six different flavors of nice ice cold slushies. Oh, perfect for a day like this. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. They have a great service department. You can check out their great lines A Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai pre-owned inventory and get the process going for the comfort of your own home at sunburymotors.com. Jake Pinnegar went through a freshman season where... There were some good moments and some tough moments. But you know what? Last season, he was not good. He was outstanding, and he's looking to build upon it. He had an opportunity to talk with the media yesterday. Of course, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. He's getting through the pandemic. Um, Speaking of that, what, if any, reservations did you have about coming back to campus, and how has that transition been for you so far? Um, I didn't really have any hesitation or anything with that. I know a lot of people didn't have that either. Um, I knew after, I mean, everybody was home for a long time. Everybody was eager to get back up here, um, get back in the swing of things. The transition though was pretty smooth. Um, you know, the staff we have here, they do a great job with making sure everybody's safe. Everybody has every uh, need that they have met. Um, and they made it pretty smooth for everybody here. 
right, uh, we'll move on to Audrey Snyder. Hey, Jake, thanks for your time this afternoon. Hope you're doing well. Appreciate it. I'm just wondering if you can kind of take me through, um, one, what phase were you in? Were you one of the phase one guys? Um, and what's it like when you now step into Haluba Hall? Because I know everything is pretty much centered in that building right now. Oh, uh, yeah. I came back on the first phase. Um, and, yeah, Haluba, they got they got the whole workout system set up in there right now, obviously. Um, very organized, very step-by-step uh, -step process every day you got to go in there and you know you got to run through a series of you know testing and questionnaires and things like that and they got everything blocked off in certain areas um they're always cleaning stuff spraying stuff down making sure everybody's um uptight with, with what's going on um but yeah they have everything you know sectioned out um it's ran pretty smoothly and efficiently um, and what's going on right now, I think they got it going on and uh, set up pretty well. Donnie Collins? Hey, Jake. Um, how, what was quarantine like for you? Was it, was it different? For, I mean, I, 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 everybody had certain challenges, but you know, for, for you, what, what kind of stuff were you able to work on that, that, that maybe other people weren't able to work on with their games you know, as far as kicking goes? Um, yeah, the quarantine, I mean, overall, it wasn't too bad. Um, as far as, like, training and working out and things like that, uh, I had access to a field every day up in my high school, so I was able to take full advantage of that um, and get out there and, and practice like I would be here every day, which was really um, which was really good and good opportunity. Um, lifting weights, you know, I have stuff in my basement at my house and stuff like that that I was able to use. Um to do that and, and I was able to go up and run and do all those sort of things um, Iowa you know it, I mean the whole country was was hit by it Iowa wasn't a spot especially where I was at where it was like two out of hand so I was able to do a little bit more stuff and uh, continue to work out kick Mark Brennan Jake, you guys uh, lose Blake Gilligan. Can you talk about what a leader he was in that room? And you're kind of a vet veteran now. Do you feel as if you have to step up into those uh, shoes a little bit? Yeah. Um, losing Blake, obviously, a player like that, a leader like that, um, it's hard to replace. Blake's, Blake's a great player, great leader, did a lot of great things for this team, especially since I've been here. Um but yeah, it, it kind of feels weird now jumping into that role. Feels like not too long ago that I was I was the new guy stepping on campus, so it's weird. But um, as as time's gone on, you know, I've kind of transitioned into that role. Um, coming into my third year, then uh, this year, uh, that'll be definitely a huge role that I got to step into. Uh, me and a couple other guys. So yeah, losing Blake's huge. Um, but obviously, you got to step up each year fill new roles um, and add to my role personally, so yeah. Bob Flounders? Hey, Jake, how are you? No, good, man. How are you? I'm good, Jake. Uh, I had two quick ones for you. What what changed for you last year, Jake? Um, you Obviously, you missed only one field goal attempt. You were very good for distance. I think you were 11 for 12. You did have some missed kicks your first year. Was it Joe Lorig or was it just you? What, were we able to get your confidence back? What do you think changed for you? And then just one more. Can you just talk a little bit about uh, 
you know, Jordan Stout and his, his leg strength, not just on on maybe uh, kickoffs, but there's a lot of talk that he could he could challenge to be the punter. And also, uh, he made some long field goals for you guys last year. Yeah. Um, personally, for me, what changed, I think, you know, with Coach Lord coming in, um, obviously getting a new coach and things like that puts a new perspective on the special teams and me as a player. I think, um, you know, he held me to a very high standard, which made me a better player overall. Um, when he came in, he knew um, I kind of had to step my game up and, you know, take my game to a different level. But I think a lot of it, too, was just me being there for another year, um, having a year of experience underneath my belt, knowing what to expect, um, you know, just being more comfortable out there. Um, and I think a lot of that was in part of me getting a lot of good work in over the off season to my sophomore season, um, talking to people and stuff like that, and just overall just being more comfortable and confident out there. Um, but with Jordan, yeah, Jordan's got Jordan's got a very strong leg, as everybody knows. Um, he can do – he's got a wide range of things that he can do. Okay, there we go. Uh, first of all, how you doing, man? Hopefully everything's going well, Jake. Thanks for doing this. Of course, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's getting through the pandemic. Um, speaking of that, what, if any, reservations did you have about coming back to campus, and how has that transition been for you so far? Um, I didn't really have any hesitation or anything with that. I know a lot of people didn't have that either. Um, I knew after, I mean, everybody was home for a long time. Everybody was eager to get back up here, um, get back in the swing of things. The transition, though, was pretty smooth. Um, you know, the staff we have here, they do a great job with making sure everybody's safe. Everybody has every uh, need that they have met. Um, and they made it pretty smooth for everybody here. Pull out there. Um, and I think a lot of that was in part of me getting a lot of good work in over the off season to my sophomore season. Um, talking to people and stuff like that and just overall just being more comfortable and confident out there. Um, but with Jordan, yeah, Jordan's got Jordan's got a very strong leg, as everybody knows. Um, he can do – he's got a wide range of things that he can do with that, and that could potentially be punting, which I think, you know, I've seen him punt. You know, for the past year, he's a great punter. Um, I think he could fill that role very nicely. He's, he's, he's able to do that. Um, kickoffs, as you guys know, he's, he's strong on those, can boot it out of the back. And on long field goals, you know, yeah, he's – He's able to connect from far, which is which is a strength. Um, but yeah, his leg strength overall is just is, is really well. Um, and I think with punting, you know, that could that could fill in really nicely. Mike Gross. Hi, Jake. Um, uh, Donnie's question kind of anticipated mine. I, I, it seems like you guys, uh, kickers, I mean, in the break could uh, could possibly have worked on their skills in a way that no other position group really could. And every time I open up my phone, I see some vi uh, video on Twitter of some guy in a high school field drilling it from 65 yards out. I mean, I mean, are you expecting kicking to be maybe the strongest part of college football when the season starts? Yeah, obviously, obviously with what was going on, you know, a lot of people weren't, weren't able to get 
you know, too in depth with, with their training and things like that. But kicking, I mean, all you need, all you need is a field goal, a field, and a ball. That's, I mean, there's not really else, not too much you need to go out there and do that, work on it. Um, and I know a lot of people when they were back home, you know, they had access to their high school fields, which helped. Um, and just going out there and being able to do that every day. I know personally when I was back, um, my brother was back too, and he's he's a coach kicker, so I was able to go at him with him almost every other day. Um, obviously, with no spring ball, you know, kind of it kind of sucks with with not being able to get that edge. But I feel personally, being back home, being able to kick with my brother, being able to kick with other people, um, and quite often um, played a huge advantage. So yeah. Tyler Donahue. Hey, Jake. I uh, hope you're doing well. Thanks for taking the time today. Um, just wanted to, to ask you a little bit about the transition that, that this roster is going through with the freshmen coming in, a lot of them uh, in the past few days. Have you been able, have you seen any of them? Uh, is it, I mean, are they looking at a, a completely different entrance to college football than what you guys experienced in your class? Yeah extremely extremely different and honestly you know we have probably i don't know i hand a lot of guys back on campus right now um but with, with what's going on you know you got to be segmented into different groups and you got to be placed in different groups with your lift and your run um so you know you're only seeing the guys that you do that with each day uh you don't really see anybody else which is different because most workouts you know you're working out in a large group of like 50 guys or so um, so no, I haven't. I haven't been able to see a lot of those guys at all, honestly. I've only seen a, uh, another handful of guys in between workouts. Um, but for those guys, yeah, it's got to be extremely, extremely different. Obviously, with what's going on, it's not like a warm, you know, welcome back. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's a weird process shifting back into here and doing this. Um, I mean, it's a first for all of us, um, which is different. And for those guys, you know, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's different as well. But you know, with what with what our staff does and with the coaches and everybody here, you know, they make it a pretty smooth transition overall. So I think those guys are in good hands. John Sauber. Hey Jake, thanks for doing this. I was wondering, you mentioned uh, going from year one to year two and improving your confidence. What are you looking to improve on from year two to year three? And, and what do you feel like, you know, some of the intricacies of kicking are that you need to work on? Yeah. Um, I feel, you know, like I said, the biggest thing from year one to year two was having experience. Um, you know, it's hard going out there year one and, and, and nailing everything and, you know, being totally comfortable in that environment. But as, you know, as time goes on, you, you adapt and you get more comfortable. And I think that was the biggest thing um, from year one to year two. Uh, I just felt a lot more comfortable out there. Um, but year two to year three, you know, the, the, the confidence, the be, being comfortable out in that atmosphere, that's all there. I think, I think a big part of this off season is, you know, just can, um, correcting the small things, you know, with my approach, you know, with my stance, my steps, smoothing things out, um, to where it's just more, you know, trying to get more to that muscle memory stage, um, and just smoothing out my approach right now, um, those are probably the biggest things that I'm working on right now with with just little small, small details to my approach and my swing. Peter Terpstra. Hey, uh, special team units are, are very close-knit because you guys are just spending, you know, all of your time during the season, you know, through practice and everything all together. 
what kind of contact did you have with the other kickers and punters when everyone was quarantined and separated? And did you guys, I don't know, find ways to hang out virtually? I don't know, maybe playing video games or FaceTime or Zoom meetings or anything? Yeah, I mean, we had we had meetings, you know, a couple times a week that we, we would hop on and talk with everybody. And, and you know, the, we would have times where the coaches would hop off the meetings and then we would stay on there and, you know, talk for a couple extra minutes and chat. Um, but with most of those guys, you know, we kept in close contact throughout the break. Um, you know, there were times where it was it was kind of going on for too long and we were all ready to get back and get to work. Um, but over the break, you know, we were talking, you know, every every week, a couple times a week just checking in, seeing how guys are doing, stuff like that. Ben Jones. Jake, you've obviously, over the course of a Big Ten season, you're going you're gonna to kick at places that have had a lot of people. You've kicked at places that, that don't have a lot of people. What's the difference between taking a kick in front of a big crowd versus taking a kick in front of, you know, maybe 20,000 people? Um... Obviously, you know, there's there's a factor with kicking with that. Um, I don't I don't try to look at it like that. I think personally, I try to look at it um, taking each kick the same. Um, you know, the fans, the fans, the noise, all that plays a factor. But you know, the biggest factor for me is putting three points up on the board or not putting three points up on the board. And I think that's the biggest you know contributor. I think that's the biggest thing that I look at. Obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that go on and go around. Um, but I feel as time goes on or as time has gone on, I, you know, I feel like I've been able to block all that out and not focus on that. And the crowd really doesn't matter. Um, you know, it, it can play a role sometimes, but overall it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters, you know, making it or missing it. Um, so no matter the noise, no matter the crowd, you know, I try to approach each kick the same way, same approach be dialed in and locked in to uh, to make it, so. Joe Giuliano? Hey, Jake. Thanks for your time today. Um, obviously, uh, doing all this in the middle of a pandemic, uh, the key is, I think, for this team would be uh, to uh, every, everyone has to be accountable. Uh, what have the leaders uh, said to each other? Uh, have, have you guys met a lot about, you know, making sure that uh, – you stay in your bubble and, and not uh, really take any chances. Yeah, I mean the coaches, the coaches down, um, the coaches down. You know, everybody's emphasized the importance of you know washing your hands all the time. You know, staying clean, disinfecting everything, staying staying apart, social distancing, all that. Um, and that starts with the coaches, and it's you know it trickles down to the players, obviously. But you know that's that's obviously the huge emphasis. Um, in order for us to have a season. You know, everybody's gonna. You know, they got to do their role. They got to watch out. Um, they got to be more careful. Um, and you know, everybody wants to have a season, so the importance of that has been preached heavily. Um, and you know, it's a huge emphasis on what we have going on right now. That is Jake Pinnegar. Jake last year uh, stepped up, missed one field goal the entire season. I he came in with. Somebody they thought had pretty good credentials. They were really confident in him. I think the well, I want to say the first year was sixteen and twenty four, and he got off to a slow start. Okay, uh, but then last year he went what eleven and twelve, and didn't matter what distance. Right, didn't matter what distance, and 
he is somebody that's being when you have a when you have two kickers like Pinnegar and Stout, and this is really important in today's game, you feel now confident that if Penn State gets the ball to the thirty to thirty five yard line, they have a scoring drive. They give you that additional scoring range. Now you can go for it. You want seven, but you feel like you're going to get, obviously, an excellent chance at three. All right, we'll come back. More in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Last night when Matt was leaving, he heard this sound coming from the back office, and it was the suit playing this. It was amazing. So he recorded it and used it as a bumper. It's really quite a compliment. All right. um, That's exactly right. Doesn't sound like it's made up at all, does it? All right. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The beverage supermarket imports domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink snacks. They roast their peanuts, freshen out every day. The pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. And now with this warm, humid weather that we have this weekend, don't forget, not one, two, three, four, or five, but six different flavors of slushies. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 to 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com.